We shouldn't just go on a witch hunt just because we found a broom. That being said, we often talk about the sins and point it out, but shield the sinner, especially if they're connected in some way, and then wonder why our problems perpetuate. We cannot continue to protect those who choose to do wrong, no matter how large they're following. Christ outlined how to deal with interpersonal relationships and also advised us to dust our feet because it's truly better to eat a dry morsel in quietness than a house full of feasting with strife. Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. A weekly dialogue exploring God's word and its application for today's world. Sabbath School U. Thank you so much for coming. Um, while we're introducing ourselves, the theme is dealing with fights. So I would like you guys to just tell us about a time where you had to deal with a situation that you felt like you couldn't walk away from. Okay. Well, my name is Ashley. And I, I guess just generally speaking, I do not like it when people actively try to get on my nerves. Like it's, I'm pretty patient as a person, but then when I get the feeling that you are trying, then I get angry. And I feel like it's harder to walk away from those types of situations. My name is Lauren, and I think that what makes me really kind of angry and makes me want to fight is when people misunderstand me and misconstrue my words and say something about me that's not true. I really don't like that. For me, when people tend to be condescending, especially if I'm really, I look really young, so they probably think I don't know what I'm doing or I don't understand something that makes me really angry and I just can't walk away from the situation. So I try to, you know, try to be mature about it and handle it. So. Those type of situations just, man, yeah, pet peeve. <laughs> well, since the theme is dealing with fights and we are all female, I really feel like we're gonna get to the bottom of this today and we're gonna be great and everything we say is just gonna be wonderful because we know what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So before we begin, Lauren, do you mind reading Proverbs 17 verse one and then praying for us? Okay, no problem. Better a dry crust eaten in peace than a house filled with feasting and conflict. Let us pray. To Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for everything you've done for us. God, I ask that you give us wisdom right now to understand what you have for us. We love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 So why is this week's key text, Proverbs 17, verse 1, which you just read, so appropriate with the title, Dealing with Fights? Well, it's... This is how to avoid a fight. This is sort of like it. you can probably live in the type of circumstance like having a dry morsel that doesn't seem very like appealing, but as long as there's it's quiet, <laughs> it's more appealing than having everything that you could ever want and being full of strife. So fighting and having that unrest and lack of peacefulness is a really big deal. It's like peace is most important above all, you know, whatever it takes to conserve peace in your life. I think that's most important, even more kind of than food at times, because you can eat as much as you want and be unhappy and it means nothing. You know, you're still unfull. So. I agree with Lauren and Ashley and 
you know, most of the time it's a good idea to stay quiet and not talk back or you'll cause more drama or the fight will get even worse, mm -hmm. which is hard because right. you want to show the person and teach them a lesson mm -hmm. for disrespecting you. So I can understand Proverbs 17 verse 1 when it says it's better to just be quiet, be calm and at peace than to just start, you know, any extra problem or like the fire, add fuel to the fire, like they say. So, so um, what ways did Jesus address sin openly? What I like about how Jesus addressed these types of problems, he kept it real. Mm -hmm. He would just tell you straight to your face, like, this is your sin, this is what you're doing wrong, mm -hmm. and you shouldn't be doing those type of, you know, sins. And not to judge other people because mm -hmm. the Pharisees were always like, how could you heal that woman or heal that blind person? They're filled with demons. And he'd be like, well, if you've never sinned, then okay, you can cast a stone or throw mm -hmm. a stone. So, okay. and that's how he kept it real like that. Yeah. So, And I loved it. I loved it because I think Christ kind of understands who we are as human beings. We're not perfect. You know, we make mistakes and he has so much mercy and he just, you know, understands that we can't always do the right thing. So I think God is calling us to, you know, be better people, but he's also saying, you know, I understand where you are, you know, but go and sin no more because he loves us. So Exactly. And I think also he puts all of us on the same playing field mm -hmm. that, you know, one of us could be a pastor and the other person could be, you know, doing whatever, but we are all still human and we've all fallen short right. of the glory of God. We've all sinned. So being on that same playing field, um, is definitely a way to address these issues. Mm -hmm. But don't you ever feel like he's here in Proverbs, they're telling us, you know, it's better to, you know, be alone and being quiet. Mm -hmm. And then you see Jesus openly addressing mm -hmm. sin. Like, how do we find that balance between tactfully saying, mm -hmm. my sister, you're doing wrong and like not starting a cat fight? Just like you said, there's there's presentation is everything. So I could tell you about your <laughs> or I could come to you in love and say, Bethany, you know, I love you. And because I love you, I've seen X, Y, and Z, and I'm just, this is a matter of concern. We could pray about it. <laughs> Let's pray. I've tried something recently because I know it's a struggle. It's tough to stay quiet when people want to disrespect you. But I've tried to just step away for a moment and just pray and just take time to calm down and then try to figure out how can I be honest without being disrespectful and rude? Because we all struggle with that human nature, you know, sinful nature. So sometimes it's okay to put people in their place, but do it in a way that's still loving, mm -hmm. but you know, and respectful. And you know, take time to really think about what you're gonna say. Cause if you talk when you're angry and emotions right. are high, mm -hmm. then you're gonna regret it and it gets worse. So, right. but it kind of works for me that way. And then you have to understand that someone may not accept it how you want them to accept it. Even if you pray first, you know, even if you, you come calmly to them, they still may come back at you hard. So you have to be prepared <laughs> because just yeah. in case they come back at you hard, you still have to kind of, maintain your Christian demeanor and get it together. So. so in chapter 18, it talks a lot about our interactions with each other and how our words can be painful. Or, and as with the rest of Proverbs, there's a lot of other things thrown in, but the point kind of does go back to how we interact. Um, so one verse that I like is a man who has friends must keep to 
must himself be friendly, but there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And we look at when we're, how we deal with fights shouldn't necessarily be like how you said, like people might not take it, but the way that you present it is very critical. Like you don't want to come off as aggressive. You don't want to come off as you're better than that person, but you are saying those things in love. With that being said, how does Proverbs 18 help us understand the importance of words? Words can be damaging. I mean, I'm guilty of it too. I've said things that a person have, has never forgotten. And it takes time to, you know, let go of that. So from what I've learned from reading that, words can damage, it can cause more heartache. And it's like, uh, I'm trying to remember this thing, but anyway, but yeah, it's something like that. It can, you have to be very careful how you talk with people because words can, it can hurt, you know. We're all fragile, so. And sometimes you have to, you know, take the time to think before you speak. Because sometimes you, the way you feel may not always be Christian-like, you know? Mm -hmm. You have to understand that you, you're sinful. You don't always have the best answers for everything. But sometimes you have to take a step back and say, let me not speak right now. Let me, <laughs> let me think before I, I say whatever I'm going to say because I could really damage. You could not only damage people's feelings, but you could damage your job. You can, you know, damage a lot of different things, your reputation. Mm -hmm. Just by a few sentences about somebody, say you saw something and you just want to say it so bad. But sometimes God is just calling us to, you know, just quiet sometimes. You know, not everything yeah. has to be said at all. Exactly. And there's a lot of power in words, like in the tongue. It's, it's, it's all through the New Testament. It says that you can give life, you can mm -hmm. proclaim death, and you know, again, being in your emotions, it's really hard to gauge what your words are saying. You can know cognitively, this is what I am trying mm -hmm. to communicate, but if you're feeling something different than what your words are saying, then it can get all weird or mean. <laughs> So it's just very important to actually take that step back, evaluate how you feel, and sort of know what you want to say before letting it out. So sometimes we feel like our words are, like say, not saying something is more important than mm -hmm. saying something. Mm -hmm. But in those times, sometimes saying something is really important. Um, we know that words, can be damaging, but there are the times where we feel like not saying something, like a lie. So lie of omission, you know, like you're, you know the full story, but you choose to keep out that little part. Like how dangerous can that be to other people? could be very dangerous. Um, you know, we should let our yeas be yeas and our nays be nays. Like, if we are going to be representing Christ in who we are, we have to speak truth. And again, it goes back to how you say it. Right. But you could, if you say, an, a lie of omission is still a lie. And I feel like Christ never lied. He never left anything out. He told us about, you know, hellfire and he told us about <laughs> heaven it was it was it, he didn't sugarcoat it right so I feel like in our day-to-day -day, um it's it's important for us to tell the truth in love um but in love is the operative <laughs> set of words 
And sometimes it's just so hard to tell the truth. We're so human. I'm, sometimes a, a lie just comes out, or sometimes you just forget to mention something. It's so <laughs> easy sometimes to lie, and we have to realize that our sinful nature makes us that way. So like I was saying before, sometimes before we even speak, if we just take the time and think and say, you know, am I saying what's true? You know, am I really thinking about what I'm saying? Because if not, you know, we can lie that quick. And how more embarrassing is it to go back and tell somebody, ugh, that hurts even more. And then you're thinking about it all day. Hopefully we all have that guilty conscience where it's like, if you lie, oh, it's just on your head. You can't, yeah, so it goes back to just thinking before you speak. Yeah. So can you lie without ever using words? Oh, there is nonverbal communication. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I said that with so much conviction. (laughs) But yes, um, I mean, I hate to admit it, I do it sometimes. (laughs) You know, like, but even something just as simple as like, oh, hey, how are you doing? And it's just like, great. It's like tears are falling. Everything is great. But I feel like a lot of people do it all the time, even in situations like we're insecure, so we can put up a front to Mm. make it seem like we're better than we are. I still think that's a lie. That's a nonverbal lie. Um, And it's almost hard to trust. Like when you're just looking at somebody and and I always look at it in the sense of if somebody needs help, it's hard for me to tell. Like if you were really going through something and as your friend, I want to be there for you, but you have this huge smile and you're just like <laughs> skipping and gallivanting <laughs> through the meadows and stuff, I'm not going to know unless the Holy Spirit like tells me like, go follow her into the meadows and <laughs> find out what's wrong. But yeah, I still think there are nonverbal lies. I think, and sometimes you have to, you know, pray for discernment. Like, mm-hmm. God, who should I talk to about this? This is something I may not want to say. And sometimes, you know, saying I'm blessed is not a lie. You know, I'm not. <laughs> I'm blessed. God is good. You know, even if you can't talk to a certain person, you know, I mean, that's still truthful. No matter what, you should always find the positive in whatever's happening in your life. But also, if there's something wrong, ask, I mean, I, I pray for God's spirit to tell me, you know, you can talk to this person. You know, you can be truthful. You can say this or you can approach this person on something. But I think that we just all need to know how to prioritize who, you know, who you should talk to and who, you know. Yeah, she made a good point because I was going to go off of that too because sometimes we're afraid to really open up with people because you don't know who to trust or if they'll judge you because people can be really critical and judgmental. It makes you feel worse. And you're like, I don't want to tell them how I really feel. So you're like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, girl, I'll see you later. But yeah, so I understand completely what Lauren was saying. So yeah, it's hard. But It's hard. So why are words so important in building relationships? Miscommunication. There is a lot of miscommunication. There is. I I don't know. I think I get a lot of this from when I'm just reading stuff that people... Like, text messaging is the worst. It's the absolute worst. I I really feel like the other day, I don't even remember who I was texting and what I was texting for, but I really swore one of my friends gave me an attitude, (laughs) and I think they just missed a comma. Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't really a problem. 
I talked to that person, maybe later that day, everything was fine. I just wanted to be like, well, you just said, and such and such and such. And they're just like, I didn't say any of that. And it's just like, punctuation is key in, in this text world. Yeah, like, I think it's hard to tell, yeah. yeah. That tone, you never know, like, are they yeah. angry? Yeah. Or, like, <laughs> something, I'm gonna see that person. You gotta think before you text. Yeah. yeah. Anything now. I, I always just try to think, is this yeah. is this right? Did I, can I put a smiley face after this? I, I know, like, and that's the, in, the, in the generation that we live in, like, we can't even talk honestly with each other. It's yeah. always like, I'm yeah. mad at you, LOL, or, you know, JK, blah, 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 smiley face. And you're just like, how are we building relationship? And these are words, these are words that we're writing to each other, and we can't even, like, build a true relationship off of that. It's true. So how are words so important in building relationships? I got love. Well, I think that, you know, words can either make or break a relationship. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, you can say one thing to someone and it can be super sensitive and, you know, that could just tear up the whole friendship in mm -hmm. their eyes, you know? So you just have to be so careful with words because your words really right. do speak life or death, even into relationships. Mm -hmm. You can speak death into a relationship, especially, you know, in marriage and, you know, you know, family relationships all the time. So you just have to be I, careful. I agree with Lauren, because everyone's different. Some people are very sensitive, mm -hmm. and those who are like, okay, they let it go. So it's true <laughs> yeah. with words, because I've had a situation where I was just joking around with mm -hmm. a friend, and they took it personally, and I didn't know, and now I'm trying to be careful. Even when you're joking with yeah. people, mm -hmm. even jokes can hurt. So yeah. some people take things differently. But yeah, with words, yeah, you have to, you know, build people up by just trying to be as positive as exactly. much as possible yeah. possible, and just, you know, uplift them, so. That's true. And it's even more important now with the lack of communication mm -hmm. that we have and in this fast-paced world that we live in. Like, what are some ways that you guys, or where are some areas that you see that there's a need for more interpersonal word talking and building relationships as opposed to being on Facebook and like having this relationship because you have a thousand friends or having this relationship because you know what they're doing every five seconds. Like how do you build a true relationship in this kind of society? Well, I mean, I'm just a weird quirky person. I will walk straight up to you and look you in your face <laughs> and be like, hi, I don't know you. Or show up at somebody's house for <laughs> which is how we became. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> Unless that was the time. Was <laughs> Either way, <laughs> just show up places where there's like, people and talk and smile and be approachable. Like I've been to so many things where people will be in groups together yeah. on their phone. Right when you hang out, yeah. Exactly. It's technology, that's, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's ruining communication oh. as it should be. Mm -hmm. I think we have to realize, too, that it's not always natural to be nice, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm not that much of a nice person, naturally. I can't always attract people to me with my personality, you know? So I really have to make an effort in my head, like, Lauren, go, go speak over there. Do it. Just do it. Even <laughs> though you don't feel like it, just go yeah. talk to her, you know? You never know how you can make someone's day. You never right. know what kind of connection you can right. make. It really can mean, you know you know, life or death for people, and you never know. So just take right. the time to think about man, I should go talk to her. Not only should I think about it, but I'm actually gonna do it, right. so. Yeah. 
Okay, so um, in building relationships, we learn a lot about other people. We learn a lot about their quirks and the fact that they're probably more introverted than you would anticipate. But how can we learn to be open-minded in building these relationships without being foolish? Except, uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> um, just um, be open-minded to other people's differences. We're all different. You all come from different backgrounds, countries, cultures, and just accept people for who they are. I think that's another problem we all have. I'm guilty of it, too. You feel like, oh, she's not like me or he's not like me. No, I don't like you or you're weird or I don't like the way you talk. You know? yeah. but we need to accept everyone for who they are, differences, because that's what the body of Christ is about, you yeah. know, everyone has a different gift and, you know, so we all work together to be united, so. But then that goes back to the beginning, how right. um, we talk about how Jesus, even though he loved and he built relationships with people, he felt that he was comfortable in calling mm -hmm. people out on their sins. So how do we maintain this open-mindedness and still take a stand for what you believe. You have to know what you believe. Um, study to show yourself approved, honestly. Um, you hide that word in your heart. <laughs> but you have to know what you believe and then you can stand by it. But um, I feel like if you just don't know, if you don't have any grounding or any foundation, it's easy to be like, oh, this person's truth can be my truth or truth is relative. Like it's, mm -hmm. it, if you have the rock, the word to stand on is easier to be able to call somebody out on calling sin by its rightful name. You mm. could do that if you know what the name of sin is. And then sometimes you have to, you know, keep praying for, I said it before, discernment. Mm -hmm. You know, God, help me to know, help me to understand, help me to know who to talk to, who to, who to be close with. You know, who to just love from afar and be nice to, you know, because we, you know, we don't know everything all the time. We never know who we should, you know, be close to, who we should have an open mind to, who we can be honest with. And so it's so important that we invite the Holy Spirit into our lives and say, God, lead me today, every single day, lead me today so that I could talk to this person or that person and know what to say and know how to be open minded if you want me to be. Mm. And if not, if you're really having something on my spirit, we're human, we're, you know, go sometimes we could take on other people's beliefs and not even realize it so God keep me away from the people that you wouldn't right. you know necessarily want me around at this point in my spiritual life but then going back to um, the title dealing with fights do how do we start a new relationship? How do we maintain open-mindedness? How do we call out sin and not fight? I'm actually struggling with that, I would have to say, because I've been in arguments with friends for things they've done and I didn't like it and the way I approached it wasn't very Christian-like. So I know that's something, I don't know how you ladies, what you would say to that, because <laughs> yeah, it'd be good to hear other uh, Tips on that. I don't so. know. Well, practically, it's really <laughs> hard to say. Everybody's different, mm -hmm. honestly. Um, so I could have a disagreement with you, and we can laugh it up, and it'll be fine. But I could have, like, oh, you're so quirky and cute. I can't be mad at you. <laughs> and it'll, it'll be 
fine, but then there'd be somebody else that I can't do that with, and it'll be hard. I think, again, praying for discernment, praying for that wisdom, praying for that peace mm. <laughs> that passes all understanding, because sometimes that's all it's going to take. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't understand how this interaction worked out, but God, you know. <laughs> so I'd say, you know, pray. Pray for discernment every day. Um, pray for God to work in your life. Pray to know who to talk to and who not to talk to. But we're all human. I think that is, it's going to come up. <laughs> So then what about to the people that you're not necessarily close to? Those people that you don't want to necessarily become friends with or build a relationship with, how do you bring out or broach a topic without causing a fight with somebody who you probably would want to fight with? Like, you don't necessarily <laughs> care about building a friendship with them. You don't really care about... I mean, you should care. Don't get me wrong. You should care about like how they feel, but at the moment, or even you know, the people that you walk past, and you're just like, hi, yeah. and that's it, because mm -hmm. that's really the extent of the relationship that you want to have with them. Because mm -hmm. it's easy to be nice and to be open-minded with people who you're like-minded with, or people that you kind of have some type of affinity towards, but what about those people that you don't? <laughs> then there's it's hard. It's hard. It is hard. Yeah. But again, the presentation, if you present it with love, is like you don't I don't want to say you don't necessarily have to like the person, but you know, that's just the truth nowadays. You don't like everybody. Right. If you have an issue with a person, you know, it's better to talk it out. Like you couldn't offer a sacrifice back in the day mm -hmm. if you had a problem with somebody. So people have to talk it out. They'd be like, okay, well, I didn't like when you did this. And it's important to use your I statements. Your I <laughs> statements, yes. <laughs> I feel this way when you do this. <laughs> um, but say what you have to say. And if it's a sin, call it out by his rightful name in the name of Jesus. But don't be like, you did this and you did this and I'm attacking you because I feel this way. Exactly. Just be like, you know... I didn't appreciate when this happened. Let's talk through it. I don't know if you meant it that way, but this is how I took it. Right. So I feel like that could diffuse a situation before it becomes a fight. Mm -hmm. and I, want, oh, no, sorry. <laughs> I wanted to mention this before I forget. Um, you know the saying, pick your battles? Mm -hmm. exactly. Do you think sometimes there's some things you should just let go and leave yeah. alone? You know exactly. I, mean? I don't know. Because you don't want to seem like the type of person that's always offended, like, oh my gosh, you did this to me, or... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I'm making sense. But no, you are. How do you yeah. know which situation to, or pray about it? And yeah. like, I don't know. Unfortunately, we don't have any more time, but I would love to thank you guys <laughs> for being a part of this discussion. If you would like to contact us, please visit our website at www.sabbathschoolu.org. That's www.sabbathschool.org. Remember, the goal of Bible study is information and transformation. It's for the head and for the heart. For Sabbath School U, I'm Bethany Anderson. Mm -hmm.